Welcome to Super Entrepreneurs Podcast. Today we have with us Matt Kurtgard. How are you, doing Matt? Well, sir. How are you doing? Doing wonderful. Oh. So Matt is from Movement Property Group, Keller Williams, yep. created by musician and real estate agent, Matt Kurtgard. Yep. Spe specializes in luxury and affordable housing throughout most of Tennessee. So tell us more about yeah. this. So Moving Property Group's a luxury real estate brand in Nashville. We're based in Nashville, Tennessee. I started it about seven years ago. And we, we have grown to be one of the top teams in the highest volume office in the state. And we serve every client from entry level to luxury, high-end celebrity. We work with investors and developers kind of across Nashville and try to make that process smooth on both sides of the transaction. So it's a real estate broker. It's a real estate company. Yeah, we're under the brokerage Keller Williams. Keller is a fantastic brand, and I'm in Gary Keller's top hundred agents. So I get the resources of a Gary Keller, which is wildly valuable. But um, so we keep a lot of that up with Keller. But the the movement is under Keller. But yeah, it's a, a real estate team. Very good. So you do you you invest yourself as I well? I do. Yeah, one of the <clears throat> one of the perks to being a real estate agent, actually, for at the level that I've been able to do it is working with a lot of brilliant investors that are far smarter than myself and watching how they operate and how they work through the investment process and then being able to implement some of those practices personally with my wife and I. And so, yeah, we own we own several rental properties. We've got a great portfolio. We've got a, a, a large Airbnb downtown. We've got another property that we use for like photo shoots and video shoots and we're going to expand and diversify that portfolio as well. So, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so that's great. So can you help us understand what the best investment is nowadays with everything that is happening? Great question. I'm always going to say real estate. I think that there's a reason. Not real, real estate, estate specifically? Estate. Absolutely. You know, it depends. It depends on your goals. Yeah. I have, okay. I usually try to have something that's giving me short-term cash gains and something that gives me long-term cash flow going at the same time. Those short-term cash gains are going to come from a great flip opportunity. It could be a development pre-sale where you get in on early pricing. And those can be flipped out of and give you some short-term cash to work with. And then the long-term cash flow are going to be your rentals, commercial investments, long-term leases, or, or Airbnbs. And Airbnb is a great option right now. You have to be really careful because there's lots of regulation around Airbnb. Specifically in Nashville, lots of cities are starting to implement pretty heavy regulations around it, which is smart. But play by the rules and there's still a framework to work with within that. And, and Airbnb can be a fantastic investment at that point too. Lots of options. Ultimately, diversity is the name of the game and making sure that you're prepped as the market shifts and things shift and knowing how to navigate that. Very good. And for those options, what would you, what would you feel a minimum cash on hand, which should be available for someone that might be interested to work with you? I consistently help people start the investment process with no cash on hand. Oh, Tons really? Well, let's talk about Tons that opportunity because I'm sure a lot of people in the audience will be interested. Oh, sure. One of the biggest things is to evaluate what you have at your disposal. A lot of folks own a house and they have no idea what that looks like. There are a lot of ways to access the equity in your house without having to sell it. So there's and there's lots of products, but a HELOC is a great product. And so we work through HELOCs a lot, which is a home equity line of credit. It takes the equity out of your house and gives you and allows you to use 
a majority of that equity and you can take that and go purchase from there. We've had, we've had friends that'll, I've encouraged one friend has got the time to be able to manage and to pursue something. And another friend might have the cash. We'll put together an LLC and help write an operating agreement to get a partnership put together and they can go invest together, get something that gives a short-term cash flow or short-term cash gain, excuse me on that. And then they sell that out of that. And the one investor with the cash makes his return on his investment. The other investor that didn't have any cash now has cash to go invest and go put into use in the market too. So there's always conversations on how to structure things. I have several investors in town. We will go into a project and get equity partners. Uh, and you can go into a project, get an equity partner to bring the cash to the table. But I architect the deal, put the whole thing together. And we'll have an equity partnership as well. And I don't bring a single thing to the table. And I take an equity partnership in that still because I'm putting the deal together. Yeah. Two things that are worth something, right? The cash, the liquid cash, and then the time investment. And both are pretty heavily worth it. And if you are looking at getting into it with no cash, you can put the time investment in and be just as valuable. And for the equity, when you're referring to taking out equity from your home, with the mortgage rates and everything, they're shifting to an incline. Sure. Any friendly recommendations or any watch outs that you can share? It's always math. I'll pay a 52% interest rate if I'm getting a 65% return. At the end of the day, mm. it's always math. So if I'm paying a million dollars in interest, I need to be making a million and a half in return. None of the stats bother me. It always comes down just to the math of the deal to make sure it makes sense. So investing is still very much, it makes a ton of sense. I do think that... Everyone I'm listening to is saying that we're hitting our peak. We're heading back down into reasonable, more balanced market. I think that'll probably hit about quarter two of this year. So I am encouraging everyone in my network to buy as much as you can, because right now we have this very unique situation that hasn't been present for five years in any market where sellers are willing to concede. So you've got sellers willing to give a 20, 30,000, $40,000 concession in way by way of buying rates down or paying closing costs or giving price price improvements to decrease in the price. By quarter two of this year, I don't think any of that will happen. So right now you could take advantage of, you sure you have a higher rate, but you're getting 30, 30 grand, 40 grand on some of the deals that I'm negotiating. And in six months, you're gonna negotiate that. You're gonna refinance the higher rate back down to a lower rate and get best of both worlds. So right now is actually a really great time to buy. This is the opportunity to take mm, that seller, take the advantage of what sellers are willing to give right now, and you refinance out in a year. And the difference in what you paid in interest from a great interest rate to what the interest rates are now might cost you $5,000 this year, but you made $30,000 from the seller now, which you won't make in three months. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And uh, is there another avenue that someone could take other than the equity from their home if they didn't want to use their money yeah you find out there i believe that they you can find the partnerships you yeah, find sorry, the partnerships you find the other investors yes. you find people with the liquid that you want to partner with form that partnership you help with that absolutely yep i connect people oh it's like coaching too at the 100%. same time I, I would say that's 60 oh, cool. 70 percent of my job is coaching people how to ah, navigate that. Right. Putting people with the right financial partners, yeah. with the right banks and institutions that are willing to lend like this. Or you get, and you get with a really great agent. That's always gonna be key when you're working real estate is to have a really great agent. Some people like to try to go cheaper routes and go through wholesalers or go through Redfin or whatever. Disaster. Get a great agent who's very investor friendly and investor knowledgeable because I've negotiated deals for people that, that I mean, you wouldn't believe having sellers involved in the investment of a deal. So we're not even doing a purchase and there's 
all five different levels to how these things play out. At the end of the day, the purchaser still has an equity position in the deal as well. So at the end of the day, it's about solving problems. And if I can solve the problems for five different people in the process and everyone wins, that's what I try to strive to do. You have to have an agent that knows how to do that. And what would you say that your differentiating factor is as an agent compared to the thousands of others? What's that one thing? There's honestly look wildly different than most real estate agents. But I would say the first thing and foremost, it's always relational for me. I am people over profits 100% of the time. I'm not motivated by money. I never have been. And yeah. I will always yeah. serve the person and the, and the person on the other side of this deal. That's and I'm much more intentional about <laughs> learning their story, learning who they are, where they're at, what pain points they have right now. And sometimes if I can get care. care, I'm very empathetic. If I really get a complete picture of their story, a lot of times I can put together a better strategy to help them through that, whatever those pain points are, and use real estate as an option in that. Very good. And what about international people that may find this interesting? Because our audience is all over the map. So Great. if someone from outside of America wanted to work with you, can you paint us a picture? Oh, and I closed a deal in Paris, France just yeah. earlier this year. I lived in Paris for a bit. My wife and I have traveled all over the world. We lived in India. I've adopted two, two kids from India. Uh, we have traveled nice. extensively. And so I actually have a pretty substantial network across the globe, which does two things. One, I actually closed a lot of deals internationally just because I had that network. That's part of the benefit of being under a Keller Williams. We're the number one real estate brand across the globe. So I have a network of other people, professionals that I can connect people to in their spaces. If you want to buy in Germany or Italy, I can gladly connect you to an agent that can help you there. Um, if you are an international person that wants to invest in America, I work with international investors yeah, in Nashville all the time, all the time. I work with, I've got a really large Asian population that I work with. Chinese specifically right now is really, uh, there's a lot of folks in China that are dumping money into Nashville. And then I work, yeah, we have a pretty big international base in Nashville. Nashville is definitely moving to an A-level metropolis, contemporaries of New York and Los Angeles. So we have a pretty hefty international demographic now. And I I'm, I'm absolutely can work with those folks. If it's a language barrier, I've got agents that cover probably 47 languages in my network here. So wow. I've got a lot of a lot of ways to connect people. How many agents? On my team, we've got 16. Yeah. But in my office, and at we, I'm part of some really elite agent networks, I've probably got a little bit over 3,500 that I would easily be able to connect people with that I know personally. And so if someone wanted to invest in Tennessee with mm -hmm. you or anywhere in America, they don't need a local credit to get a mortgage and stuff? I always recommend local banks, but I have all, if you're investing in Nashville, I've got your financiers here. I've got uh, two different banks and a credit union, a mortgage broker, and another LO that I work with pretty regularly. So depending on the product that we're looking for. Um, so I would connect someone here for that. And uh, most of these folks work with international as well. There's definitely hoops to jump through. If you're completely disconnected from the States and there's no residency yeah. or green card or anything there there's yeah. definitely some hoops to jump through yeah. but there's still opportunity there i did oh really there is and some of that's with their banks there too i sold a, a french national home here and he worked with his bank in in paris and they worked the loan out for the investment here and ultimately he purchased here in cash but he had financed it through his bank at home oh so it must might have been like a line of credit something. or something 
So there's lots of opportunity we can work yeah. through <laughs> how to get that. Um, and if there's yeah. no connection there, so, my lenders here will tell you what the steps are going to be to end up being able to qualify here. We can work through that as well. Matt, what makes Tennessee different than anywhere else? I don't know if Tennessee is ne necessarily different than anywhere else. Nashville is... For a real estate, like for investing. Yeah, I don't even know if Tennessee so, as, a, as a whole is different. Nashville is wildly different. Nashville is okay. one of the fastest growing cities in the country. In fact, the last two years, the fastest wow. appreciating zip code in the United States are Nashville zip codes. Really? By a long shot. Is there, what's the reason behind it? Nashville is a very unique city. We've, weather, no, part of it, weather, sure, part of it. We have no state income tax. We have wildly inexpensive property tax. Oh. Cost of living is incredibly low here. On top of which, Nashville is known as Music City in the United States, which means that we have always had our own ecosystem. But Nashville doesn't rise with the rest of the country. We don't fall with the rest of the country. We have our own ecosystem here. We have a huge celebrity base. We have a ton of old money that's been present here. And that's been the case nice. for a long time. And the rest of the country and the world just got wind of that. So in the last five years, we have increased our population by about 160%. We're going to double again in the next 10 years. We have... multi Multicultural? Uh -huh. Absolutely. Yep. We have a massive Indian oh, nice. population here. We have a pretty large Sudanese population here. We've got pretty varied demographics for sure. We've got healthcare. Vanderbilt's here. We've got big healthcare. So obviously that draws a lot of international folks. We've got music, which draws a lot of international folks. We just became the startup capital. So people are calling Nashville the new Silicon Valley. Oh, so we've really? got a lot of tech companies bringing their headquarters here. A lot of hmm. new startups are coming here. We're very entrepreneur friendly. And then we also just got film tax. Nice. So we've got Hollywood studios moving all their studios here and re redirecting their operations oh, really? to Nashville. Moving them 100%. from, from California. 200 million plus studios being built right now outside of the city. So Wow, because of the tax right. breaks. And then we've got sports. So we have professional football, professional hockey, but we've got major league soccer. We've got Formula One racing. Wow, there's a lot of benefits. And it all has just happened in the last five years. I think wow. there's 47 cranes in the skyline downtown. We went from four skyscrapers to 37 skyscrapers in three years. And, and it just is, it's continuing to, we're in the middle of that spike. So really ultimately what it is, Nashville is a fantastic city with a lot of, with a lot of benefit and the cat's out of the bag. Everyone knows now. So everyone's moving here. We have about 137 people moving here a day. Wow. And so what is the average price for say a 2000 square feet? A home, just a rough idea. It's a very neighborhood specific. I could find you in a good neighborhood, right? Like, it, which know, that's also a little bit fluid, right? Just, Everyone has a different idea of what that is. Yeah. I would say if I go 10 minute radius yeah. from downtown Nashville, a 2000 square foot house could cost you anywhere from 250, 300,000 to a million and a half. Really? It's going to go a million up. and a half. I could get you a million and a half, 2000 square foot house in a certain neighborhood oh. as well. So again, Nashville's neighborhood by neighborhood, it's very specific. You have to, again, having a great agent is key in that to know where and how, and depending yeah. on what you are looking for too. But yeah. <clears throat> Davidson County is Nashville proper. Williamson County is where Franklin, Tennessee is, which is a suburb of Nashville. But Williamson County for a decade was the wealthiest county in the country as well. So we've got, we do have a really high end market here and we're becoming we're pricing people out pretty quickly because it's exponentially growing. Our appreciation in a couple of our neighborhoods last year was 37%, which means that if you, and across the city, the average appreciation was over 25%, which means if you owned a house in Nashville in 2020, 21, or 22, you made more on your house than the average American household income. So mm. it's, it's going up fast. So again, time to get in. Uh. 
Oh, no, that's that sounds but still much cheaper and much more affordable than LA and New York. So we still have, yeah. so our numbers are still low compared to those cities, and so, those are the cities we're starting to be compared to in terms of amenities and culinary and whatever. What do you play? You're a musician I too. I am. Right? I'm a pianist and composer. I started playing piano when I was six. I started playing professionally when I was nine. Invited to Juilliard at fourteen, turned it down, and started composing instead. And I moved to Nashville. I was 19 and lived in my car for six weeks and I've been here ever since and I moved for music, of course, and still do music full time mm. as a profession. Oh, you still do that full time. That's yep. wonderful. That's great, Matt. Can you share what your innermost superpower is that got you to this point in your life? Question. Thanks. I think one of the things that I have always championed, I live by is I'm very, I'm a risk taker. I'm not averse to risk by any stretch. I'm a very, I'm very willing to be bold and step out. And at the end of the day, I'm not scared of failure. Failure doesn't mean a bad thing to me. It's not a negative connotation. Failure means ah, I learned another way not to do that. I'm going to try again. Success. Yeah. Types. I don't really get, I don't get bogged down by stuff like that. When I started real estate, we, I, it was one of those moments in my life where it had to work. There's no other option. And so I'd go sit at coffee shops and just introduce myself to people. And I would usually end up sitting, setting up 40 to 60 coffee dates a week of people I don't know, just because I'm going into current coffee shops and sitting there and injecting myself into people's conversations while they're having coffee and making sure that I connect with them and <laughs> connect with them for coffee later. So I had a lot of people look at me a little bit funny. Yeah, you don't cool. know me. You don't, why are you asking for my phone number? I want to go to coffee with you and hear a story. And yeah. so I'm very bold. I love to meet people. I love to network. I think that it's That's always awesome. relational. And so if there's a superpower there, it's the fact that I don't really have a lot of version to risk and I love jumping out and meeting people and I'm very awesome relational focused. Great, great, Matt. Thank you so much for sharing that. Whatever you're doing is helping people. So at the end of the day, that keyword there is care Absolutely. because nobody wants to be a number. Somebody wants a professional or someone who knows more about a specific type of business, for example to guide them in the right direction Absolutely. without having to, yeah, without having to wonder if this guy, what kind of plan does, what is he doing? But vibrationally, you could pick up on that on people. And the funny thing is people are still trying to, to do the other side, the old way to tell what they want to hear. I think most people but probably the do. person, the, they find out, they find out, the vibration you find you out. Think about all the times that you've had a, you're trying to buy a car or trying to buy a house, trying to buy anything, or you're walking through the mall and the guys in the kiosk in the middle are jumping out at you with lotion or something. The times that I feel I shut down and I have no interest in any of that, or I start putting the sleazy salesman label on those conversations, or when those folks are jumping into my conversation and they start talking about themselves. They start talking about their product, they start talking about what they're doing, why, what they've got's the thing I need in my life, whatever. The times in my life when I have really felt drawn to someone or wanted to hear more about what someone had to offer, is when they start talking about me and they want to know my story and they want to know where mm. I'm sitting. And so my tact has always been to sit with someone to hear your story. I've got lots of questionnaires and surveys that I really want to dive in. I love buying people a cup of coffee and it never starts with, let me buy or sell you a house. Let me tell you why you should buy a house. Let me talk to you about investing. Mm. It always starts with, so how are you? What's your, what's in life right now for you? Tell me about your family. Tell me about your kids. How did you, what are, most people aren't from Nashville. Where are you from? Why did you move here? What's your story? What does this year hold for you? What are your goals and plans for 2023 yeah. and four and 30? And 
And then in the midst of that, if I think that there's an option for real estate to solve one of those pain points or to become part of the conversation, then I say, hey, I have a great idea for you. Let me help you. I can help you. I actually, I actually can help you with a pain point in your life, with something you're trying to figure out in your story right now. I happen to get paid for that thing, but that's irrelevant. I can help you. And it always comes back to the person and their story. Mm, yeah. No, I agree, Matt. That's exactly how I roll as yeah. well when I talk to and meet people. It's just, it's all about, it's always about the always. person, right? It's not, they're just asking questions, trying to understand their situation, always. their story. And you only want to find out if you really can help them, right? What's the point that if you try to close up there, try to buy or sell something and you can't help them later on, you just you messed up your own brand. Right? So you want to make sure that you can help. Well, sometimes them. that help is not something I'm going to get paid for right away. <laughs> so sometimes that help yeah. is, man, yeah. I am so busy and I, we had a pipe burst in my house the, la the other night because it was so cold and I can't figure out someone to take care of my lawn. I'm like, hey, I've got people for that. Let me give you my plumber. Let me give you my landscape guys. Let me make the connection. I'll send texts right there and connect them. So they've got the folks that can take care of their needs right there. I don't pay for any of that. However, when they think I'm going to sell my house in the future, I'm the person that's on their mind because mm. I was the one that was able yeah, to help them in the space that they were in. So of course I can help them sell and buy a house. Very good. Very good. Matt, thank you so much again for coming on our show. I appreciate your time. I appreciate you sharing all this information. It's wonderful. Audience, once again, thanks again for joining us. Get in touch with Matt. His information will be in the show notes. If you're looking at trying to increase your income, trying to make your life better, in my point of view, nothing better than real estate. You know? so, and you want to work with someone who's humble, someone who cares, someone who's there for you, right? And uh, what you're hearing from Matt here, if you feel comfortable, definitely get in touch with him, Absolutely. see where he can Absolutely. help. Because it sounds like when we were talking to him, it's about coaching, right? So it's not about just trying to close a deal. He will talk to you. He'll get to know you, understand your situation, see if he can help. Um, again, thanks for your participation in our show and helping us grow. Because without you, there's no way we could grow.